I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's not about me. I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Lazen Powers. This is Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus. Mark, hello. How you doing, Scott? I'm good. This is, uh, I don't know, we, we're, I feel like things are starting to go in here. We, we, we're doing podcasts regularly and we have games to cover and yeah, just, it's uh, hockey's back. It's back. It's not pretty, but it's back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something. You just go one day at a time. That's all you can control is uh, what you have in front of you and um next game just just know that you can control your shift and control what uh what you have uh to give to give to the team to uh to be better in whatever way is possible so uh you're not getting anywhere by being uh negative so optimism and positivity enthusiasm is what we need yeah well we're all in it together right everyone's gotta try to do a little more and be a little better and so whether that's coaches goaltenders defensemen forwards i mean old guys young guys uh we all gotta we all gotta work through this and uh you know it's it's tough no one likes losing but uh, at the same time we you show you show who you are by responding and so you know let's win a hockey game in in a couple days and uh things will look brighter um yeah, I guess the nice thing is that every time we're going to do one of these, there'll probably have multiple games to, to talk about since they're they're so constant right now. Um, yeah, three games in the season, Blackhawks 0-3, <laughs> giving up five Outscored goals. 15-5? to Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not even sure what the... I'd have to look at the five-on-five five numbers, but I mean, most of those goals they're scoring are, are on the power play, too. Yeah, they've scored three or four power play goals. Yeah, I think it's three of them. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just, I mean, this is exactly what we talked about it during the season, isn't it? That they were going to give up more goals than we're used to them giving up because they don't have Corey Crawford or Robin Leonard back there masking some of their defensive deficiencies. And goals were going to be hard to come by. I mean, they're having trouble scoring. They're like a line and a half team. There's, this isn't like a three or four line team, like, you know, the glory days. You've got Kane's line and you've got Kubalik's line. And that's basically it. You're not getting any offense from your bottom six. There's no depth scoring whatsoever on this team. And even the guys you're expecting to score, I mean, Kubalik hasn't scored yet. Uh, that line was looking better with Kurashev and, um, um, and Strom. That line had some offense, you know, depending on yeah, how that, you look I thought the Kubalik, uh, I thought the Kubalik, Strom, uh, Kurashev line was the best one yesterday. And the analytics showed yeah. that they had, uh, Kurashev had a one-timer that could uh, that was saved. And then uh, Strom had a breakaway. I have, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I you know, Kane and Debrinket are creating chances here and there, but I, I haven't seen a whole lot, and the expected goals are never going to be pretty for them. But it's been really bad. By the way, the Blackhawks have been scored outscored eleven to one in five and five. Is that bad? I'm, I'm not a hockey expert. Is that bad? Uh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I just, look, 
it's three games into the season. We could say it's early. We can say they're still adjusting. They're still figuring out what they have, where they're missing their two top centers. But the reality is it's going to look like this more than it's not. They're not going to go 0-56-0, but this is not a good hockey team as currently constituted. It's a team that has some promising pieces that need to figure out their growing pains, but it's going to be a, it's going to be like this more often than it's not. And that's just something that fans are going to have to accept, and you're going to have to look for the bright spots where you can find them, like Philip Kurashev. He's 20 years old. You know, I don't think two months ago we expected him to be making the team out of camp, and yeah. here he is, you know, in a top six role and playing well. You got to like that. Pia Suter doing spinorama passes. He, he had that shot between his legs in the opener. I mean, the guy's got some skill. We, we, we were wondering if he was more Dominic Cahoon or Dominic Kubalik. So far, it's looking pretty good. He's a guy who can come over and he can play in the NHL right away. There are things to like. The Brinkett has a couple of goals. You know, he, he's not as snake bit as he was last year. That's a promising sign. Ian Mitchell, it's up and down. Adam Boquist, it's up and down. It's been mostly down so far. Uh, but there's things to kind of hang your hat on. But the overall picture is going to be pretty bleak all season. Yeah. I mean, they, they've played three guys that made their NHL debuts already this season. You know, like, I feel like what fans want to see out of this is they're, they're promoting the young guys. And I, you know, like, they, I mean, Dilly and Subban haven't been what they wanted so far, but they're also the young guys. They're, I mean, they're not young, but they're the inexperienced guys that were supposed to get a chance. And, like, all of this is supposed to, this season's about the future. So, um, I, I, you know, even now, like, I know that, you probably had a harder take than I did last night on, on Boquist, but like Lucas Carlson, like he, I thought he looked good in camp, you know, like, I, like there's no reason why he shouldn't be on the ice soon. I, I don't think they think Kelly Nick's ready, but like he had a pretty good camp too. So like, and Hagel too. I mean, uh, Jan Marks had the worst on ice numbers with Corsi and just, I, I mean, he was a little bit noticeable last game, but uh, you know, like at some point if, if you're getting blown out like this and, and there's no future for guys like Jan Mark. And I mean, even Soderbergh's going to come back now and probably take someone's spot. Like it's, uh, you know, Hagel and those guys are on knocking on the door and, you know, I like it's it's, you don't want to promote a guy too soon, but I don't, I mean, Hagel, Hagel played well in his one game last year. I, I think Carlson had a, a pretty solid NHL stay. Like you just, you got to start, like those got to become the priority, especially, I mean, the season could be a wash here pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the whole point of the season, right? And, and Lucas Carlson, what does he do? He moves the puck. Well, he's a great passer out of his own zone. What do the Blackhawks have trouble with breakouts and entries? Why not give him a try? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a lot, we, we put a lot of stock in those six games. We saw of Lucas Carlson feels like he played more than just six games because he made such a positive impact on a lot of people, but throw him out there. What do you have to lose? I mean, Boquist needs to rest. Boquist needs to reset. He should be in the AHL right now. He's not in the AHL because there is no AHL. So, you know, Carlton did this with Kubalik a bunch last year. He did it with uh, um, uh, with, uh, with a few guys where he just sits him for a day or two, has him watch him the press box, has him get a different feel for the game, sits down with an assistant coach, really breaks down the tape. That's what Boquist needs right now. He needs a timeout. He needs to sit down and think about what he's done because the, the talent's all there. He's it, it's Remember when he got drafted? And, he, you know, everyone wants to know, when, when do you think you're going to be NHL ready? And all these kids are like, I'm going to be ready right away. Kirby Dox, I'm going to be ready right away. I'm going to be ready for this camp. I'm going to try to make the team. What did Adam Boquist say when he got drafted? I'm two or three years away. He knows himself. He knows that he, he doesn't have the size and the physicality to hang in the NHL. It's been two and a half years. So he's he should be just about starting his NHL career or next fall starting his NHL career. He played 40-something games last year because of a PR move, because John McDonough wanted to, was having a, a, you know, wanted to pull the trigger on something that would get the fan base excited when things were bad. That's half the reason he was called up last year. He's not ready for this yet, and that's not a slight against him. He's going to be fine. He's got, he's got all the talent in the world. He just got thrown in too early. 
we saw it against Vegas where he just looked overwhelmed and 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 fearful of contact and, and and trepidatious every time he had the puck. And that's what we've been seeing these first three games. He had a good third period. You know, they sat him down, benched him the second half of the second period. Uh, Colleton said that Thomas Mattel sat down with him in the intermission, uh, gave him some words of encouragement. And he had a better third period. You, you cut a clip of uh, that offensive aggressiveness that you want to see out of him. But I, he would benefit from taking a couple of games off and, and, and kind of resetting his mind a little bit. And I think the Hawks would benefit from having a Lucas Carlson in there for a game or two. And, you know, he's part of the future too, right? You know, uh, Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy are good players. They're better players than Lucas Carlson and Adam Boquist right now. But they're not necessarily part of the long-distance future. So why not throw Carlson in there and see what you have? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, and I, I Bookless has the offensive skills. Like I, I don't I don't know if he's gonna be it, you know? Like there there has to be a lot of parts of his game that still have to come a long way and and if it's not Boquist, why can't it be Carlson? Or I know that there's a lot invested in Boquist, and I know the Blackhawks want to make Boquist it. And, and he certainly has parts of his game, but you need to see a lot more of it. You need to see development, and you got to be patient, probably, right? Like the Blackhawks, the fact you know you mentioned this yesterday in the story too. Not everyone's Doc, and, and Doc, you know, it took Doc a minute to figure it out, you know, like. But he, yeah, he was more, playing what like six minutes a night the first couple of months. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a slow process until they really toward the end. In toward the end of the season, especially when they came back from return to play, like it, it took a while to click. And and Bocas, he doesn't have the physical traits of a large defenseman. You know, like th- there are certain things that are going to take, uh, take some time to physically develop some for him to gain confidence. And um, and ultimately, you know, the defensive part's going to dictate how he does offensively. Like he needs that other part. Like he can't be a liability because then I think the rest of his game's impact. We we see him become. Uh, too passive, and you know, like he'll 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 try to get away from you know from hits, and you know he'll move the puck too quickly, and um and and you know just there are a lot of things in his game that are, aren't going to click, um and especially help the offense move forward if they're not working. So um you know I I think Carlson he isn't bulkless, he doesn't have the upside, but yeah I don't know just you need to start figuring out who else is in the mix too. Like you give Bulkwist his time, maybe you do sit him down. Um, I, I just think with the Blackhawks, I, I don't think the Blackhawks want to sit him this early. Like they were sort of hoping that he'd come flying out of the gate, and then you know you'd live with some of the ups and, ups and downs. But to him, they have struggles this early. Um, I, I'm sure he gets another game now. They're hoping that he builds off the third period, and I'm sure they're gonna have that. But yeah, I, I think at some point it's, uh, it's there's nothing wrong with giving Carlson or Kalanick time. Like it's. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just because you're not the top ten pick doesn't, you know. I mean, Duncan Keith was a second round pick, right? Right. Like there's there's different development curves of different players, and uh, you know, Kalanick was a guy who's who's older than Boak was, who spent time at Wisconsin, and 
Um, you know, Carlson's put his time into Rockford. Like, it, it took Carlson a minute, too, and, and uh, he became a pretty steady player, and, and he's not a perfect player either. I mean, it's not to say that those guys are going to work, but I think they deserve a look, and, and Bocas, like you said, needs to step back and just kind of analyze this, and it, it would be easier if Rockford was going and you had more of a place you can play him, like you said, for 20-plus minutes. So uh, I, I know that we asked um, uh, in the Carlton, and the Carlton was asked about it last night, and we have some clips from that, and um, and, and Carlton has all the uh, in the confidence of him. But uh, the new part of our uh, podcast is we're actually looking to look somewhat professional, and we're going to uh, <laughs> we're going to we're going to have some clips, and we have some other things in, in store for the future. But we do have uh, we have a clip of Carlton uh, speaking about Boquist. Well, I, I think with him, it's he's a, he's a young guy, and when you make a mistake, sometimes it's hard to bounce back. But I thought uh, you know tonight he did bounced back in the third he made a couple nice plays he was assertive he, he advanced the puck he jumped in um it's going to happen where he, he makes mistakes and uh, it's our job to help him through it and it's also his job to to respond in in, in a way that you know he's, he's not going to let it he's got to be relentless he's he's got to have the mentality that he's going to find a way to get it done for the team. And we believe in him and he's got to believe in himself. Yeah, he, he did. I mean, you know, Colleton did what Colleton does. He focused on the positive. He focused on the third period, on the fact that he made some good passes. He did some things better. Uh, and, and that's, that's Colleton's job, right? He's, he, he's not the kind of coach that's going to throw a 20 year old kid under the bus after three games into a season, but he, uh, it was encouraging that he was willing to bench him for the, that second part of the second uh, period though. Uh, that's a sign that, you know, he's not going to completely treat him with kid gloves. I mean, at some point, you have to treat him like a big boy. And if he's not one of your six best defensemen, you sit him for a couple of games, see if someone else is, and you go from there. And the, the trick is, with Rockford, we don't even know. I mean, their season's supposed to start on February 5th. Yeah, We don't really know if that's even going to happen. I mean, everything's so up in the air right now. There's teams dropping out. You know, there's scheduling issues. They're going to play like only 20, 25 games potentially. I mean, the AHL might not be a super viable option for development this year. And that really complicates what the Blackhawks are trying to do in a development year. I mean, this year is, is, is the, the single most important thing isn't winning hockey games because they're not going to win enough of them to make a difference. It's about bringing these guys along so that maybe next year the games can start mattering again. And if you don't have a fully functioning pipeline, it's tricky because if you put a guy in the taxi squad, yeah, he gets to practice with you, but that practice doesn't make you that much better. You got to play in the games. So it's going to be a fine line that Carlson is going to have to walk between doing what's right for the team and doing what's right for the player. When you can't just say, you know what, we're going to send you down to Rockford. You're going to play 25 minutes tonight. You're going to play on the power play. You're even going to play on the penalty kill. All the big minutes. It's going to be all you. You're going to get your confidence back. You'll bum slay and then you'll come back up and you'll be fine. You'll be great. That's not really going to be an option this year, potentially. So it's going to be fascinating to watch how Colleton handles some of these young guys. What if you know, Kurashev looks fine right now? Pia Suter looks fine right now. What happens if they go into slumps? Are they going to be demoted to bottom six roles? Are they going to be on the taxi squad? Are they going to be scratches? Um, how 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 are you going to handle that? Because these are pieces of the future, uh, and and they're more important, frankly, than Matthias Janmark and Lucas Walmark and a lot of these guys. It's going to be a, a a tricky process for coaches to handle across the league, but especially for a team like the Blackhawks. I mean, if you're the you're Vegas or you're Colorado or you're Pittsburgh, well, maybe not so Pittsburgh this year, but you're Philadelphia, you're Tampa. You know, you're just trying to win now. And you don't have to worry about all this stuff. But if you're a bad team, if you're Detroit, if you're the Blackhawks, if you're a team trying to figure out what you have for the future, this is a tough year to be developing players because you're going to be developing them in the NHL uh, in a weird schedule. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's just messy. And it's not an ideal time for anything. It's an ideal time for the Blackhawks to be rebuilding in that they don't have to worry about selling tickets because I'm not sure too many people would want to buy tickets to see these guys, at least not 22000 a night. 
but it's not an ideal time in the big in the grand scheme of things here because it's going to be really difficult to develop guys with all the restrictions you're facing as a coach this year. Yeah, and I, I wonder if uh, yeah, I, I haven't even looked at the ice hockey schedule. I was going to pull up real quick, but like if if, if I, I assume that they're going to play a bunch of three game series and stuff like that, maybe you send a guy down to Rockford for a series or something like that. You know, he just plays a lot of hockey. You, you know, you give him the minutes. Um, you know, we'll see what COVID impacts on this, but you know, like you, if so, then the Blackhawks need, and all these teams need to think outside the box. Like all of a sudden, I'd I'd partner share up, up with the Wolves or something. Like let's just get in a bubble. The two of us won't play each other every day. Like it just it's just gonna be important for these guys to play. This is such a lost year. I mean, you look at some of the guys who they drafted who've yet to play a single game. You know, guys in the OHL and uh, and some of the and some of those leagues have yet to yet to play. Like it's just it's such a lost year of development. Like it it really. You know, I think it helps that Lucas Reichel's playing in, in Germany, and I think he's a guy they may sign and, you know, can bring over next year, maybe plays in Rockford or, or in Chicago. But um, it, it's there's some of those guys not getting those opportunities, and, and you just wonder if they're sitting around and what, uh, you know, like it just, yeah, they, these are such key years to that development. And, and you know, especially Boquist's age, like it just, you want him on the ice as much as possible. So, yeah, it'll be interesting because it's what happens when the game's, I mean, Colleton's still trying to win games, and he's balancing that. But, like, do you start playing Boquist eight, nine minutes? Like, like, does that make sense? Or I guess the only thing that, you know, would make sense is if you start replacing those guys with other young guys. Like, you just can't be solved all of a sudden that all the ex- – the veterans get – going in for Adam Boquist. Yeah, like, yeah, that doesn't make much sense to me. Like, I, I don't – yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know – I, I think the players and calls are kind of coming to terms too. Like I'm sure everyone's a lot, you know, a lot more optimistic about the season entering it. And now, you know, here we are, and they've been outscored as they have, and none of these games, you know, like there's been, they've led once by, you know, to what 22 seconds they led, um, and they haven't scored first, and you know, they've had decent stretches, but they obviously haven't, you know, like they haven't been more than 20, you know, 20 or so minutes. Like it just, the reality is what it is, and I, I think that's. Um, you know, I, I think what Connor Murphy w- talked about it yesterday, you'd ask them a question about it. Uh, but yeah, he said, you know, we, we, I asked him like, you're 0-3 and you've been outscored 15-5. to 5. What can you do? How do you get the, the, the positive mindset? He said, that's, you're not getting anywhere by being negative. So optimism, positivity, enthusiasm is key. And that sounds great. And that's true. But it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. You know, what, what are Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith going to look like three weeks from now if it's if they're like 1-9 and nine or whatever it's going to be? You know, is that motivation going to be there? Is that going to trickle down to the players? Are the play- are the young guys going to just get in their own heads that, oh, my God, you know, this is my chance to show I belong in the NHL and we're getting our asses kicked night in and night out. There, that's going to be a challenge is, is the mental state of this team. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And that goes to, let's let's talk about the goalies a little bit. Um, You know, I don't think that Malcolm Subban or Colin Dealey are to blame for any of these three losses. But they're not exactly making the saves that we're used to, like a Corey Crawford making that that one or two extra big saves a game that turns a five-two loss into a three-two loss or uh, gets a, keeps a game within reach. They're 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 getting you know you have a quadruple deflection. That's not your fault as as Colin Delia, 
Uh, but some of these goals, you just got a one mistake a game and it, and it winds up costing you. And this isn't a team that can make up that kind of ground. They don't have the firepower like they used to, to, to score four or five goals a night and overcome that. And so my question is, you know, getting back to the question about how you develop guys, what do you do with Kevin Lankin? Yeah. You know, we're seeing around the league that goalies on taxi squad are being plucked left and right. You know, Ke- and, and Kevin Lankinen has to clear waivers if you want to send him back and forth. No, no, Lankin, the Lankinen's one guy doesn't have to clear waivers. Oh, you're, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, but you know, you got to get him in the rotation, right? Let's you, you should be carrying three goaltenders, yeah, full time. I mean, that's that's the answer. You got to get all these guys in there because Lankin, you know, if it's just going to be Subban and Delia while Lankinen since they're getting practices, I mean, you and I talk to people around the league. The, the there's a lot of people that think Lankinen is the highest ceiling of all these guys. Um, you got to get him in the mix too. It, this is again it. It's got to be about playing as many guys in as many big roles as possible and seeing what they can do. Throw them into the deep end and see if they can swim. It's time to give Lankin in a shot. Um, keep Dealey and Subban in the mix. I mean, you got to have all three of them have to be playing as much as possible. There's only 56 games to go around. But, it, it, but that's not an ideal way to develop goaltending either because any goalie will tell you that you need to get into a rhythm. You need to play three, four, five, six games in a row before you're really feeling great. And the Blackhawks can't afford to do that. It's another, you know, ideally one of these guys would be in Rockford playing every night. Yeah. And that's just not something they can do. So again, their ability to develop guys takes a hit in the year in which they need to develop guys the most. Well, the hard part is that Lincoln's the only one that doesn't need waivers. So he's the one that could go to Rockford. But at this point, well, you know, like why, why does he get, you know, like why not put him in the NHL? So like it made sense. Like I, I don't think Subban and Delia's first, Two games were were that different. I, you know, I, I um, you know, Subban had mistakes. You know, Dealey had mistakes, and they both made some big saves. And and fine, the Blackhawks decided to go back with Dealey to give him another look. But it's hard to justify, you know, giving Dealey a third consecutive game at this point. You know, like it wasn't. I, I don't think he was good yesterday. He was fine, but he obviously wasn't amazing. And anytime you go with five goals, there there has to be some accountability to the goaltender. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they go back with Subban, but at this point, yeah, what, why not, why not try Lincoln in? Like you, you've given each guy a game. Neither one of them really did enough to just warrant probably a second, second game, you know, or, or, or larger look. And there's nothing wrong with giving Lincoln a taste and, you know, it's easy to move him up and down off of the taxi squad if you want. And well, that's what know. I meant. Well, yeah, I meant that, you know, you have to carry three goalies because if you bring Lincoln in over, the inclination is going to be to move Delia or Subban to the taxi squad. But that's what you can't afford to do because yeah. they would have waivers and they wouldn't. Because yeah. everyone's looking for number three goalies right now. And those guys are perfectly competent number three goalies. Yeah. So you have to be willing to carry three goalies, you know, in the, or, or just shuttle Lankin in back and forth and back and forth. But you got to get them in the mix. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'd be surprised if that didn't happen this week. Like, what's like, I, I don't, is, is Lankin on the, I, Lankin's on the taxi squad now, right? So do, do you think Ilya Subban and Lankin are like, you know, drawing straws, fighting over each other. Who gets to face Detroit and who doesn't have to face uh, Columbus and Florida? Like, no, I want Thursday. I want Thursday and Sunday. I want the Sunday game. But the, you know, the thing is that I mean, that even yesterday was. I mean, it, it what Florida didn't kill the ball. You know, like that that game was like I I think the Blackhawks have a normal team. That's a winnable game. You know, like they, they even they led in that game and um, they had some chances. You know, obviously there's some breakdowns. You know, special teams yesterday a little bit too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I thought yesterday was a decent effort, and it's and I, I, I it was a decent effort the second game against Tampa, too. The I, I'm, I'm yeah. not finding fault with the effort. Um, they just don't have finishers, they don't have enough of them. They don't have guys that are gonna bury their chances to the point where they can overcome the lack of depth they have up front. They just don't have the firepower. 
They're going to have to win games two to one and three to two. And the Blackhawks team is not built to win games two to one and three to two. They don't have the goaltending. They don't have the defense. It's they're, they're screwed either way. They, they can't score enough goals to win track meets and they can't play the kind of defense that like a Columbus or an Islanders can uh, to, to just lock it down. They're just not built that way. They're they're There's they're, a catch 22 for them. It's, it's also, I, I think there's a breaking t- point to how much ice time you can give a guy, you know, like if you give Doc or Taves, you know, 20 minutes, like th- that's what makes them not only th- that they're high end skill, but it's also that they can play consistency over that time. And I think with the Blackhawks, you've seen it, you know, in the first periods of almost all three games where they, they're pretty solid, but as you go on and, and they haven't scored a goal and, and in time, it's going to, it's going to break, you know, like you just, I think there's a threshold for how long you can play a guy, um, you know, before the consistency becomes an issue. And, and I, and I think that's part of it too, where you just, you don't have a number one and uh, you know, I, I guess Strom could be a, a number two center, but you don't have those guys that can really carry those minutes and, and play consistently when you're still facing like a Barkov, you know, like, um, right. you know, I think even yesterday you saw, I thought you said Duncan Keith kind of break down as that game went along. And, you know, in that third period, it was pretty rough for him when he, you know, he caught flat footed on the, in the four and four. And then, um, you know, there was another, uh, it was on the power play. I think there was uh, a bit of a, uh, on the, yeah, PK. he got lost a couple of times. He took a few bad routes a couple of times. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he is, he is shouldering a lot of the burden for this defense and he's 37 years old. He probably shouldn't be doing that. He's a fitness freak. He's the best player on the team, probably, uh, at least on the defense, but <clears throat> it's, it's a lot to ask of a guy, uh, to carry just young guys, just yeah. do all the heavy lifting. No, no, exactly. Yeah, and that's and that and that, that was. I, I think that's been the biggest thing is that you, when even when Carlton arrived, it was like it's still and even end of, end of Joel was just that you know like you had Taves and Keith still carrying the minutes load, and that's where I think that's where change occurs is like the Doc was sort of the the fresh face finally, like he was the one the one youngster who kind of came in, and I thought Yoki Haru had some potential where he got some ice time early, and obviously the Blackhawks didn't agree with that, but like you just you see these guys. Uh, you saw Doc come in, and in the playoffs, really, he carried. I mean, he's playing the most five-on-five five minutes. Like he was starting to carry that load, and and I think that's the next steps. I mean, the, the Blackhawks need these young guys to be it because um, in two years' time, you, you you don't want Duncan Keith leaving you in ice time. You know, like um, and even and the, you know, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, even I I thought you know like it's still like but Duncan Keith still has it in many you know in a lot of ways, and in the power play, I feel like there's a difference when Duncan Keith's on the ice. You know, like. They scored the goal yesterday. Uh, I feel like the second unit's been been better than the first, and part of it is, you know, Boquist just hasn't been what they needed him to be on the power play. So, um, I, I think Mitchell, he's had mistakes that have ended up in the back of the net, but I, I think he's looked better than than Boquist. Um, why not give him a shot? You know, shot of the power play. He certainly ran it at, at Denver. He has those type of skills along the blue line. He, you know, he's a little bit creative. He can he can skate. Um, and then Carlson, you know, Carlson too. Carlson was the Rockford's top power play guy. So yeah, I, I don't think, I, I don't think Carlton wants to divert from what the plan was, but uh, I think, I think these games are sort of making it necessary where you have to make some changes and it's not to move away from young guys, but, but to give other young guys opportunities. Well, that's the, that's the stated point of this quote unquote rebuild, right? It's not about 
eliminating the older guys and just replacing them with young guys. It's about supplementing the older guys, easing the burden of the young guys. The idea is that Patrick Kane doesn't have to play 27 minutes just because the Blackhawks are down a goal in the third period. Jonathan Taves doesn't have to play 23 minutes and the power play and the penalty kill. Kirby Dock can take some of that. Some of these young uh, defensemen can take some of the burden off Keith, so he doesn't have to play on the power play and the penalty kill and be the uh, you know the, the top five-on-five five guy. That's the, that's the idea here. You're supposed to be building up these young guys to take some of the burden off of the older guys as they age into oblivion here. You know, when they're all 35, 36 years old, if they're still here, you know, you're talking 40 years old for Keith. You don't want Duncan Keith being your leading ice time at 41 years old. Yeah. You don't want him at 37. So that's what this year is supposed to be about, is about building up the young guys so that they can take on larger roles and take some of that weight off the shoulders of the older guys. Three games in, we're leaning pretty hard on the old guys, aren't we? <laughs> so uh, at some point, you're going to have to let, again, let these guys sink or swim. Like you said, throw them out there on the power play, see what the hell happens. because. It really can't be any worse than what we're seeing. Yeah. I think where Carlton's struggling is that, like, what do you do when these guys, you know, when they do struggle? Like, there's – his his mindset it seems to be that, well, let's look at what they are at the end of the season, you know? But it's it's certainly the journey, and, and certainly we're going to keep on – I mean, we're going to put all this under a microscope, so it's probably not always fair to these players, but it, it just – yeah, it's, it's it seems difficult because you know these guys are going to struggle, but it's – how much struggle can you allow them, you know? Like, what, what do you allow? I mean, is it better for Boquist to play 20 minutes and be on the ice for three goals against, or is it to play eight minutes and, you know, like, and, and he's very limited and his confidence is shaken, or or, or his confidence well, is shaken both ways. So I, I, and I, there's I, something to be said for finding out what these guys can handle mentally, too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're you you know, you look back, you know, when uh, you talk to Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith about the old days, their rookie season when the Hawks were just atrocious, you know, they look back on that as something that helped shape them as players, you know, learning to have to, you know, play hard every day, even when you knew you were going to get your asses kicked by Dallas six to two. There's something to be said for that toughness that that, that ingrains in you. And, and, and as a coach, you can see, well, this if this guy can't handle losing when he, you know, right now, then what's he going to be like when, when it's a playoff game on the line, when it's a game seven? How tough is this kid? And some of that is, you know, nonsense hockey man speak. But there is something to be said if, if, if a guy has no confidence just because he's struggling as a young guy, maybe superstars don't lose their confidence like that. You know, they, they it, it waxes and wanes. I've written about that before, but they don't just completely fall apart. Yeah. So you can kind of get a sense for who these guys are on and off the ice by just letting them play and seeing what happens. Like you said, playing Adam Boak with seven minutes a night doesn't help anybody. So either sit him, give him a chance to reset, and then bring him back into his in the same role as playing major minutes and on the power play and see what happens. Or you find someone else who can play those minutes. All right. Well, I'm sure everyone out there has uh, opinions. Uh, I see them every day on Twitter and my doom scrolling, which is this weird mixture of politics and hockey uh, Armageddon happening at the same time. Um, you uh, you can contribute to the show now. You can email us at lazandpowers at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read the best ones on air. We're going to have a voicemail up running soon, so you can yell and curse and scream at us. Uh, it'll be fun. There'll be ways to interact with the show and, and, and to keep things moving and to make your voice heard because... You're probably sick of hearing our voices. Yes. <laughs> a man of many words, Scott Powers. Ladies and gentlemen. No, so that's all a- from us. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back uh, soon, probably, you know, once a week or so uh, when in emergency pods, when uh, when systems, situations develop. But uh, until next time, I'm Mark Lazarus. I'm Scott Powers. We'll see you. I can help even just a little bit. 
Shall let me 